You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. All right. Thank you for that very kind introduction that I wrote myself and paid someone else to say for me. I'm super excited to get into this week's show. Just before I do, I wanted to let everyone listening know at the Course Creator Community, we actually have a Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the world for course creators. There's something like four or 5,000 of us in there. Everyone's super supportive. We all share tips and, and ideas, and I'd love to invite you into that group there. Podcasting, I love podcasting, but I feel it's very one way. You know, it's just me talking to, to someone else. I'm a community guy. I'd love for everyone listening to this to join the community. I'll put the link in the, the show notes, or if you just want to type in Facebook, the course creator community. Uh, anyway, let's get into this week's podcast. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the course creator community podcast. I am super excited because I've got a fellow Aussie on the line this week. It's usually there's not many of us in the, the course creation space. I think she thought I was in Europe or, or yeah. uh, America or something because we're doing it at 7 a.m. Um, Australian time, uh, which is funny with, with two Australians. But anyway, a little bit about this person. She's a marketing and PR specialist. She's a master when it comes to course creation. She's a Thinkific approved expert. I believe there's only a, a handful of those in the world, 20, maybe 30 max. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's a, a natural educator. She's been teaching since she was about 14, I believe. Uh, she's the host of the popular podcast, The Course Creator Circle. She's the admin of the popular Facebook group, The Course Creator Circle Community Group. I'm going to put both those links in the, the show notes. So I recommend everyone check them out. Uh, she's the CEO and founder of The Course Creator Circle. So let me introduce the one and only Miss Linda Reed Evanar. Linda, how Hello, are you? Hello, everyone. Good morning. Yes, it is morning time and the coffee's starting to kick in. So as the coffee starts to kick in, you will get a little bit more energy from me this morning. It has been, lockdown is fun, isn't it, Jono? Lockdown well, is amazing. This is lockdown five for us here in Melbourne. They've, um, you've had it worse than us. Sydney, we've not too uh, bad. Yeah, let's tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's funny in Sydney, you know, like when I speak to people across the other side of the world, I'm like, yeah, we had our first death in, um, you know, in about a year, one eighty-year-old, and the whole whole state's in lockdown now. <laughs> so uh, it's an interesting one for for other people. But we've had it better. Melbourne were in lockdown the whole of last year. Or and so, look, right? you know, even coming from Melbourne and coming from Victoria and all of those sorts of things, I would much rather lockdown than a whole heap of dead people. That is um, true. And that's what I said to someone the other day. The impact on your business, if we have thousands of people dying a day, is mm. a lot worse than what we have in a lockdown. And why a lockdown is really hard. And we run the, the business, business, business community. So I've got 33,000 business owners we support through this. Mm. I get it. I get that we do. But if we are dead, we're not running our business. If our clientele are dead, we are not running our business or we're not teaching our courses or we're not doing all of those things. So a short time versus pain hopefully will mean that we get this somewhere manageable in the next hopefully 12 months so that we can return to some form of normal life. And, you know, that'll hopefully deal with COVID. <laughs> yes, I hope so too. Um, Linda, I've obviously been following you for a while now. I know what it is you do. I gave you a brief introduction there, but if everyone's listening to this and they don't know what it is you do, let us know. What do you do? Okay. What's your business? So in a, you in a nutshell, people? I'm an idea strategist. So I'm a marketing strategist, but I'm an idea strategist. So I help you come up with ideas. I help you take ideas to market. Um, my marketing circle members will tell you that words just flow out of my mouth. You come to me and I make the words happen. I look, words are what I'm paid for. You know, 
I, and that's what I do. I've always loved English. I was a dance teacher, as you mentioned, since I was 14. I'm a qualified teacher as well, primary school teacher of little people. Um, I just went, fell into marketing while I was training to do that. So when it comes to teaching, it's sort of a natural thing. I was born into a family where my dad was a teacher. Um, my grandfather was a teacher. So I was sort of born into a family of teachers. So educating and that teacher's voice, I think I was taught from a very early age. Of, we don't do that, do we? We do it this <laughs> So I've got the voice. Um, and as we grew and as we developed our areas of expertise and, and those sorts of things in marketing, um, we built our own businesses. And as that grew, we built the community called Business, 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 which, as I said this morning, is about 33,000 members strong. Um, and what we came to realise was I could run trainings face-to-face, -face, but running them online was something else and we know here in Australia that it's just impossible wherever I choose to run a training and even when I choose to run them in Sydney I always choose to run them in the wrong spot <laughs> according to someone you're not on the right side waiting right I'm like I've traveled from Melbourne can't you guys get in the car for 10 minutes <laughs> um but yeah, it was all of that so it was you could not physically make it to all the marketplace of of that group you know You'd run one regionally in Victoria and then you get, well, why aren't you running one regionally in WA? And like, <laughs> I have to run a business in the meantime while I teach you guys as well. So it is one of those things. So that's where course creation came for, from for me. Um, now, we did the what I call disaster versions of course creation. We mm -hmm. did the trying to run them live and I still run lots of live challenges. I believe live challenges are a great way to go. But we tried running it before webinars were what they are now with Zoom and with all of those technology services. We just didn't have what we have now. Mm. Um, so we had tech glitches. We had issues. We had all sorts of things. Um, and I was about to give up. And we were running business, business, business. And I was about to go, I can't do it. They can have an e-book. So that'll be fine. Um, and Patty from Thinkific, who is no longer with Thinkific, but Patty, that people will know him in my community for a long time. Um, came to me and said, I'll oh, just give it one more shot. Give it one more shot with us. And I went, but I don't really want to. I'm over this. And guys, this is normal. This is actually part of the course creation journey. The I don't really want to. I'm over this phase. If you don't get to it, you are not a course creator yet. Okay, let's just get that really clear. If it all goes smoothly, you're not there yet. <laughs> until you've hit the I don't over it moment. I used to say the same thing with some of my staff. Until they hang up the phone and say, I hate people. When they work in call centres, they're not ready for this. Um, it's all about understanding that that frustration is part of this journey. It is absolutely part of the journey. But one, some of the things that I can help you with is uncomplicating the overcomplicated version where people come to mm. course creation. So when we, go, when we jump into the world of course creation, um, and this was something I learned, you're going to try, especially if you've been teaching in classrooms, you're going to try and cram your whole lot of classroom teaching into one course. Mm. I do a one-day workshop, that's a course. Chances are there's elements of that workshop that are part of a course or part of something else. But what you teach one day face-to-face -face is really hard to actually teach online and get people motivated through. Mm. There is certain schools and certain theories that a lesson should be this long or a lesson should be that long. And, it, blah, blah. and look, the reality of it is it's what your students will take and what your students will do. Mm. However... Trying to put everything into one training course or everything into one thing is only going to overwhelm you and your students. So we want to actually break our course creation process down into some easy steps. And those easy steps are to actually go module one, what wind do my people get? 
and just give them five lessons. Five is all they need in a module. They don't need 20 or 30 or 50. Same situation with module two. What win are they going to get? And break it up into five or six modules that are going to give your people wins. If you start going into module seven and eight, they need to be of value. Mm-hmm. Okay. Otherwise, they come to overwhelm and they come to when they see your curriculum in your modules or they see where it's coming out, they come to overwhelm and therefore overwhelm will form student paralysis. And believe me, I put a three day workshop together as a course. It doesn't sell. Mm. at all because it's too overwhelming and no one wants it but I keep it there as an absolute lesson to everyone else if this is what you don't do <laughs> <laughs> this is what you don't do doesn't that look like an amazing course with lots of content yeah it does but no one buys it because it's too overwhelming but I've broken that same course up into three different courses and sell it for more money than the one course all on its own and that's the thing that we've got to understand guys when we're delivering content to our students we need to get out of our head and we can't teach them everything at once. We need to give them short, sharp wins. So we need to uncomplicate that process. So that might mean your one or two day workshop is actually a three or four day, three or four courses. Mm. What are you teaching in section one? What are you teaching in section two? What are you teaching in section three? Um, so that's the first thing about uncomplicating your course is making sure that you give your people a win. And if you give them a win, that's the big one. Now, in the group yesterday, we were talking about naming your courses. There was a conversation about naming your courses. I'm a marketer by trade. Hmm. Especially now in the world of digital marketing, whatever someone types into search needs to be in your course name hmm. if you want to rank. Yeah. Okay. If you look at our business names, and I say this in all honesty, we've got the course creator circle. We have the business, business, business. Um, our media hub that we used to run was called Media Connections. <laughs> the uh, knowledge directory we're about to launch is called the Knowledge Search. Our um, co- The course coaching circle that Clive is about to relaunch is, is called the Coaching Circle. And it's because what are people typing in mm. when it comes into search? So we want to have the name really obvious, but the same thing for the course. So if your course is how to do something, pop that in. Mm. Make sure that it is how to hack Instagram, if whatever it is, how to access Instagram in five easy steps. Mm. You know, some of the courses I've got in there are really simple. They're, they're you know, Facebook for your brand and business. That's mm. it. It mm. doesn't have to be. <laughs> A rocket science thing. And if you go really clever in naming your courses, you're hurting your chances of hearing in search. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. I'll, um, I'll, I'll jump in here for a sec because I've got a, a funny story about this. So one of my friends, he runs a, like a finance company in Sydney, right? Uh, and it's Python Wealth, right? Yep. Python Wealth. So he's created a, a Facebook community and he's called it the Snake Pit. Clever, right? How clever is that, you know? But how many finance people are going to be finding that group there? 
Zero. Exactly. You know, you know who he's getting in there? Snake enthusiasts. enthusiasts. <laughs> you and me, Linda, Linda, we're from Australia. We know what snake enthusiasts are like. They're not the kind of people you want in, in your Facebook group. And, it, and so I don't think they're investing a huge amount of money, all of them at once. So <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, and that's the thing, it's not only just the course name, but as Linda mentioned, the business name, the Facebook group, mm -hmm. like the more specific you can get, the better, because like that's what social media is these days. It's not like the olden days. We could have a page and people would actually see it. You know, you'd have a website and people would actually see it. You know, that doesn't work anymore. It's it's very, very specific to what people are, are typing in. And the search engines have, have toned in on that. You know, it's like yeah. if you want to appear on this thing. Okay, how can we just show people the, the most specific content that they're looking for? Okay, whatever the page title is, whatever the course title is, if someone's typed that in, let's put that up the top of the results. And use your modules the same way. So mm. don't call it module one. Yep. Say, if you know, let's take Facebook, for example, go Facebook for your brand and business, an introduction to Facebook, Facebook pages, what are they and how to use them, Facebook groups, what are they and how to use them, um, you know, keeping your Facebook profile and active, they're the, they're the things that you can put in there and see how you just through popping in and look, guys, I'm not an SEO expert by any way, shape or form, I'm an organic content girl, that's what I teach Um but, you know, these are the things that you want to make sure that are in your descriptors that will help you. You don't want to you don't want to stop yourself appearing in search or make it harder. And mm -hmm. plus, the clever you get with your course name, the clever you get with your unit titles, the more likely you are to confuse your potential student. And yeah. if your potential student has confusion before they're bought, they will not buy from you because they're going to have they're going to feel like they have confusion after they launch. So I can say to anyone today, go to your course landing pages look at them and say, is it easy for someone else to understand? And for those of us in lockdown who have children at home, give it to the 10-year-old, the 9-year-old, the 12-year-old, yeah. whatever, and say, D what does this say? Because <laughs> yeah. um, if they can't tell you, your students are confused. 100%. I'll piggyback on a couple of things there. And also on the earlier with the overwhelm as well, me from a buyer now, if I'm going to buy a course and it's like, and it overwhelms me. I open it up and it's got all this stuff and all these different modules. I'm going to be overwhelmed and not buy it because I'm going to be like, well, hey, I probably don't need half the stuff in there. You know, so why am I going to buy that? And then I'm never going to finish it. Hey, I'm just going to do this smaller one that gives me that, that one result there. But then the other thing is confusing. If I go on there and I'm not 100% sure whether I'm, whether, whether what it is, I'm not buying it. You know, maybe I'll send an email, you know, but then the next day I might be over it. I've already bought another course. Or I'm onto something else, you know, like yep. you've lost your chance to get me uh, then and there on that. So I think both of those two things are, are super important there. And then even from, no, actually, I think they're the two main things there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they are the two main things in course creation. But guys, the other thing to think about inside this space is making it easy for yourselves. Yeah. Because I see lots of course creators and the self-doubt, and we've actually just recorded an episode for the podcast on um, self-doubt, but I've got to do an episode for the other podcast, for the talk podcast on marketing trees, and then link the two together. The thing is, the more complicated, if you're feeling overwhelmed and complicated by it, then chances are your students are. And then all we need to do then is break it down a little bit further. Yeah. Okay. There is no award for packing everything into one course. Mm. There is no award for you burning yourself out. Yeah. If your course takes your student, and this is the biggest thing, when we do anything, you know, even teaching in primary school or teaching dance or anything, the whole point of a lesson 
was to take them from one point to the next point, not five points down the head, but the next point. So if we were teaching them how to plie, we would teach them how to bend their knees. That would be the next, that that point would be how to bend their knees. And then we would go into how to move your hands and then all of these things. So if you think about it, like how do well, I'm going to talk about dance steps, but if you think about how to teach a process mm. step by step, and what is gorgeous is my daughter's gone through instructional writing at school at the moment. Wow. Um, and they're going through writing and giving instructions as part of their English assignment. And what they're picking up is the stuff that they already know that they're forgetting to put in their instructions. Mm. As course creators, we know stuff. Yeah. And we often forget to teach the basics, which therefore means our students are confused because yeah. we're trying to bring them in mid-level. Now, I just want to take a minute and let everyone know, if you're a course creator, you've already got a course and it's not quite selling, uh, or if you're still in the process of putting your course together, at the course creator community, we actually have a VIP group coaching program. It's the best program of its kind and the most affordable as well. So if you'd like some extra help and guidance in either putting your course together or selling your online course, I recommend joining the course creator community VIP program. I'll put the links down in the show notes there's another important point there and this goes back i think the marketing and the teaching as well is people won't necessarily buy your course because they think you're smart right and i think a lot of people with their with their um, copy they'll try and sound how can i sound as smart as possible right now there may be an element of that obviously depends what you're teaching but most people like especially if they're scrolling through social media they don't want an in-depth to, um, you know, reading something like that. It's like, how can we simplify it down? And you mentioned something earlier where you gave it to your, your 10-year-old, you know, and yep. it was like, all right, can this person understand it? There's an app. I haven't used it much. Have you have you used the, the Hemingway app, Linda? You heard of that? No, we used it a long time ago, but um, yeah, it is a really good one for uncomplicating. It's like, copy. to my understanding, yep. you can put your copy in there and it'll tell you what grade, hey, this is a 12th grade level, it's a third grade level, it's a seventh grade level or whatever. And they've got recommendations where it's like, hey, if it's above a sixth grade level, it's too complicated. You know, yep. simplify it back down. <laughs> and guys, you don't have to, bearing in mind the internet moves very, very fast. Mm. So it was all about your education component. And when I say about teaching the basics, that can be your lead gen to your course. You can actually teach the basics in leading people to your course. You can do the short TikTok videos or you can do the Facebook videos or you can do the YouTube stuff that's optimised that will lead people through to your course. However, even if you do that, I strongly suggest if you're looking for a basic introduction to this topic, go check out this playlist here. Embed the playlist in your course Mm. so that people can feel like they've got something. And if you do have a series of courses that match mash together, then make sure you introduce it. You know, this course is really good if you've taken XYZ course yeah. first. Yeah. However, if you already feel like you're at that level, feel free to just keep moving in, into the area. And yeah. that's why memberships and bundles when you start to put your courses together work really well. Yeah. When I work with my students, we work in three ways when it comes to putting your course to market. The first one is let's create an evergreen course because the evergreen course can be marketed and sold on a reoccurring basis and you don't have to worry about, you know, trying to bring in one-to-one clients or, or launches. The next component of that course, if you can take this course and put it in three different formats, you've got three different ways to sell your course. The next one is, can I run a live cohort of that course dur- during the year? So can I bring in someone, a group during the year and get them started? So can I run a, 
you know, live challenge. So we're running currently right now, I've taken elements from multiples of my courses and we're running a Be The Expert Challenge on building experts. So we've got some stuff in there on podcasting. We've got some stuff on media. We've got some stuff on blogging. We've got some stuff on content. And they're, they're, they're taking a different challenge and a different component with me live each week. However, you can you don't have to take it from all your courses, by the way, guys. You can run your course. We're running my podcasting course as a kickstart uh, later on this year. The reason we run a live challenge is was we've got students who will. And this is where everything in course creation comes down to learning styles. And if you remember this, remember nothing else from this podcast, remember everything in marketing, everything in course creation, everything in business comes down to the learning styles, how people will take information. Best lesson I learned in my teaching, <laughs> teaching degree made everything else work a hell of a lot easier for me. So you are going to have learners who want to do it by themselves. And that's where your evergreen course is amazing for them. You're going to have learners who want to do it with other people, who need to ask questions, who need to interact. That's where your live cohort works. And then you're going to have the learners who want to do it by themselves, but do it with your help because they really need the handholding. And that's where you can offer your same course, your same program with one-on-one coaching. And it is a really good way of being able to put your courses out together in, in three levels. Um, and it just helps you get a bit of foundation about what you're doing. So you can, for example, you can take the creating a course podcast or whatever situation that you are and go, here's number one, here's number two, here's number three. So in, for example, Course Creator Circle membership, you got a freebie level that gets you some basic stuff. You've got a VIP level, which gets you the hot, the, our process, and it gets you two calls with me. So it gets you a starting call and, a, and, a, and when your course is ready, you know, type review call. Actually, I don't really care when they take those calls as long as they get the advice and support that they need throughout that process. You've then got the opportunity to come in and do VIP, uh, sorry, Ultimate Coach membership, which is six weeks coaching with me. Mm. Same area, but free preview only gets you a certain amount of stuff. The next level gets you a little bit more. And then throughout the year, we do course creation kickstarts where we bring in a live version and we, we, we go through basically that first planning module and getting them ready to pre-sell. And then they've got to get through the, the rest of the component from there of getting their own course content together because I can't make the content for you guys. Mm. Nope. Any course creation coach can do as much as we can, like guiding you, helping you get your curriculum together, but getting in front of camera, writing your content, that's on you. <laughs> and I know it's a frustration I've been seeing lately. Oh, can someone help me put together my course and film my course and put my workbooks together? Well, yeah, they can. They can help you format it, but they cannot come up with the content. Yeah. And you don't want someone else coming up with your content because there will be a disconnect between what they get when they're learning and what they get when you arrive teaching. Mm, 100%. The content is like the one thing that it's got to be you, you know, and it's like, and I, I do get it at a point. I wish I could outsource my content, but I can't, you know, it's like, that is who I am. That's why people are, are coming to do this specific program here. Absolutely. So it's, it's what we need there. So yeah, 100%. Um, I want to ask you a question. And actually, no, we'll, 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 I'll recap that a bit. Then I'll ask you one, one sort of question moving on from there. So I love how you've mentioned that. Because it's essentially three different price points as well, where it's like, great, here's your evergreen, you know, go and do it. If someone is like, oh, look, I just, I can't get through this stuff on, on my own. Instead of saying, oh, you just got to do what it, it is what it is. Yeah, hey, great. We've got a group. Oh, let's go. We got, you can do it one-on-one. Great. But it's this amount of dollars here, yep. you know, so to make it worth your while as well. I think that's an important point. Absolutely. get trapped in the point where it's like, oh, yeah, I think I'll do it for this much because, you know, that's what other people are doing or whatever. Like if you're in the course creation space, it's got to be worth your time. It's got to be like, hey, I'll do it one-on-one, 
but it's going to be X amount of dollars. If the person pays it, great. If they don't, totally cool as well because you've got your, your other stuff there as well. And then you've got the group which is in the middle where it's like, okay, maybe people can't afford that one-on-one rate or maybe they just prefer working in groups. Um, it works well for you as well because you're probably making more dollars per hour anyway because you've got multiple people. <laughs> one, one to many, guys. One to many is definitely where you want to, where you want to be if you can yeah. be. One to many. One-on-one is great, but one-on-one takes a lot out of you. It takes a lot yeah. out of the student. One-to-many, they start to actually, and they also ask the questions that they're afraid to ask. Yeah. But, yeah, what John was saying is really important there, guys. Make sure that you value your time. Yeah. And don't underprice your courses. God, mm-hmm. the amount of times that I've seen sales increase because I've upped someone's course price. And that's yeah. what we did. Like, we didn't yeah. do much more. We just like, that, put that price up. Oh, now people see value in it. So, yeah. Doing a, doing a no-brainer pricing just because you think it's a no-brainer pricing and people are going to do it actually devalues your course. Mm. So make sure that you are, you know, there are enough, and I say this politely, there are enough $47 courses out there that people can buy that people are now suspicious on a $47 course. Mm. So, you know, make it $97, make it $197, make it $297. Value the time that you put into product, producing it and you are not selling the time that the student takes. You are selling the outcome. Okay, Mm -hmm. so you're selling the outcome, the change that they will make from doing that. So if I give someone a how to write a media release course, Mm -hmm. while it's second nature to me, it's the framework that we've used for the last 20 years and we've refined and it's my tips along the way that takes someone from not knowing how to write a media release and by the end of module eight, knowing how to put a press release out there and pitching it to the media, Mm -hmm. it makes that change. 100%. 100%. I'll give yeah. another example. Hire a publicist, you'd be looking at $500 a release. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll give another example there, right? Because I've had I had that question to me recently in my fitness education online business. Yep. So one of the courses there, it's, it's how to start your own bootcamp. It's 500 bucks, right? And someone was like, um, I was on a, a sales consult with someone and they were like, oh, 500 bucks. Like, I don't know, like how much work did you put into the course for, for 500 But How much hours did, did you put into the course for, for it to be worth 500 bucks? And I'm like, and, and not even that, it wasn't even how. It was more like, oh, look, I don't think it's a fair price because I don't think you've put that amount. Like they hadn't done the course. They were, yeah. asked, they were inquiring about it, right? They were like, you know, I just don't, like it's an online course, you know, like you're not doing any work. You're just, you know, giving it to, you're giving me my logon and then I'll do it. So you're not doing any work. Why would it be $500 for you? And I'm sort of like, eh, I mean, that's one way to look at it, but what's the result for you? You do this course, you know, you get one extra client from doing this course. That's going to be an extra $500 for you. I'm confident you're going to get an extra 10 clients just from doing this course here. That's an extra $5,000 for you. So is it worth you putting the 500 to make 5,000? If it is, great, do it. If it's not, you've got a better way of making $5,000, great, go and do it. That's the way I look at it there. It's more like, it's not what you're doing from the course, it's the result they're going to get. Absolutely. And I think that's where lots of course creators get in their own head. I, I can't price it any higher than that. I'm like, well, yeah, you can. Mm. Um, and look, I did, look I'm did. i going to be really honest, guys. I was the same. I, was, I just wanted to price my courses at $47 and $97. And mm. as much as I'm ha- have giving you a go at the $47 courses, but you've seen them pop up and you know that they're an ebook or they're a video and that's about it. You mm. guys are putting together, most, most course creators I work with and see are putting together workbooks they're putting together videos they're putting tutorials together they're putting together sessions when it goes through that process you've invested in the technology to do that you've invested in your knowledge and time to do that mm. and look, i'm a coach by you know a coach as well so it works really well people say oh how much how can you charge that much an hour i'm like well because i bring with me 21 years of experience yeah. 
and mistakes to the table that I can help yeah. you avoid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably, but even your own investing, right? Like if yeah. I look at it from my fitness side of things, like I've spent ten hundreds of thousands of dollars God, on yeah. courses, on conferences, on traveling. Like I've, you know, like all that is what you're paying for, not just the time. You know, it's the, the, the 15, 20 years of time and study and money and energy. That's what you're getting there. And like, exactly. And that's what, what you bring. You know, I'm talking, I'm teaching my marketing circle members this morning how to make digital cut, digital business cards. Yeah. And, you know, people are going, oh, well, you could do that on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, I could. However, <laughs> my marketing circle members get to know my inner circle trick because they're my inner circle. Yeah. They get to know that because that's how they be able to do it. I don't teach it to everyone. Yeah. Um, and that's and, part of the bonus and benefit. Well, one of um, I'm a big Tony Robbins fan, and one of his favorite uh, quotes is, "You can find someone that's been doing something for ten years, and they can teach you most of that in ten weeks." Right? That's how you speed up the process there. Exactly. Um, but Linda, <laughs> I want to ask you a question. I know your specialty is also around organic uh, marketing. So, how do we simplify that? I saw another good post on on the Facebook group yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. It was the guy falling off the bicycle. And it, no, was, it was quite well, a funny I was in a coaching day yesterday. <laughs> where, where it's just like, um, you know, it's like, oh, I'm selling the course creator. I need to do this. 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 Like, how do we just simplify? I want to be sensitive of your time. So let's yeah, just yeah. maybe give us, you know, one organic marketing tip that we don't have to make it super complicated and get, you know, crazy funnels and um, start a Facebook group and an Instagram and a LinkedIn and a webinar and a website and Pinterest and <laughs> pick you know, one lead one magnet first or one for your business. Okay, here we go. Pick yeah, one lead magnet first. Get it right. Yep. Then do the next one. You can't do them all at once. Gotcha. Okay. You guys, I'm gathering most people are recording a course while they while we're listening to us. Yeah. That is the best time to go off camera, okay? You're recording a course. Do nothing other than do a live, do something else or record something. Go, I just recorded this segment of this course mm. and I'm really, really excited about what I get to show you. And these are the three things in, this, in that module that you're going to learn. That's the best promo video you can make because you're already excited because you've been recording a course. It gets into people's voyeurism opportunities of seeing behind the scenes moments. And they love that. Let's be really honest. Um, it's why TikTok works. Come on. <laughs> it works because it's behind the scenes stuff. Um, and then just lead people through. But if I was a course creator now and I'm looking to lead people to my course, one lead magnet. And my choice of lead magnet would be to try and do the promo video stuff while I'm recording. But the other one would be a webinar. So do a live webinar. Introduce yeah. your topic to people and then move them through to your course through that nurture sequence. But you don't have to do in anything you do, whether it's marketing, course creation, whatever, you don't have to do it all one thing at a time and move them through slowly and get yourself working on one thing at a time. It's like when people come to me and say, which social media channel should I use? I'm like, first of all, find out where your people are and let's get that one working. And then we'll get the next one working and we'll get the next one working. I've got clients at the moment going, but I want every channel working right now. And I'm like, you just won't produce the content. Yeah, you won't. Yeah. <laughs> and it won't be, or it, if if you somehow manage to, it's not going to be optimized. Yeah. Now, if you somehow manage to do it, it's not going to work on Facebook and on Instagram and on YouTube and on LinkedIn. It you just won't, or, or you won't like you won't have the time to engage in there. There's there's so many things there. Um, what about Linda growing the audience? Have we got a simple tip? If someone's like, oh, that's great, Linda, but you know, I've got a a, a Facebook with my friends and, a, and an Instagram with my friends, you know, I don't have an audience. How do I grow that? What do I do? Teach your basics. Give away knowledge. Educate your market 
on what they need to know. The best marketing strategy, and this is coming from 20, almost 25 years in this industry. God, I hate saying that word. I can just cap off on 20, can I? <laughs> 20 is all I'm ever going to claim. Okay, the biggest thing about that component is, is if you educate, if you teach someone something and they get a win, then they're looking for that next win. Mm. Okay, so teach your people how to do something. Yesterday, for example, my TikTok video, and I love it because it was marketers commenting on it. <laughs> I love it when marketers comment on your own stuff. Wow, I didn't know you could do that. Um, and it was actually something I was taught by one of my members was you can, if you're doing a podcast, you can share your podcast from Spotify to Instagram stories. And there's a little link that goes up the top that says, listen on Spotify. Okay. Short little hack, but teach short little hacks, teach short little wins and people come back for more. And then all of a sudden they're sitting there saying, I actually need to go in depth. Mm. Awesome. And that's when they buy. Awesome. Love it. All right, cool. Linda, I want to be sensitive of your time. So there's just one question I like to finish off with, which is around mentors. So you're obviously a mentor for plenty of uh, people out there, plenty of course creators, plenty of business people. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been. And if you could answer this in a few different ways, if you could tell us a paid mentor, so someone that you've paid money to, which is your best paid mentor, a free mentor, so someone you haven't paid money to, but you know, you follow them on social media, you listen to their podcast, whatever it may be, uh, and a book that you re recommend every course creator should read. Oh, see, the book thing is always always gets me because it depends on who the course creator is. And I'm such a teacher, you know, I pick the books out based on, on whoever it is going to be. Um, but look, okay, paid mentors. Um, Mari Smith, I've done lots of stuff with Mari mm -hmm. learning learning. Facebook and, and, and those sorts of things. So I love Mari inside that space. And I just also love the approach that she has about looking at those sorts of things. But, you know, I've done all the sales training, you know, I did the Wayne, Wayne Berry sales gun training. I've done the, the Tony Robbins. We do, we've done all the tra trainings that we possibly can do. Um, but, yeah, look, um, Mari's stuff is still very valuable to me and I still find her content great in both free and paid. Um, the other component that I, my other mentor, my un, and and she's not someone I follow particularly now in business that sort of stuff. But when we start first started out Family Capers, I had the beautiful opportunity of meeting Ida Buttrose, who in, in oh, PR wow. and media was one of my absolute favourite friends. And I was with a colleague of mine in the hotel in Brisbane. And <laughs> Ida walks down and Tracy just says to me, would you like to meet? He walks down the hotel for her breakfast and, and Tracy says to me, would you like to meet? I'm like, absolutely. So we, I was pitching what we were about to do. And at that time, I was being told, you can't do that. You can't do that. And of course, that's normally a Red Bull red flag to me. And I'm like, oh, fine, I'll keep going. Um, and I turn around and I said that. And Ida just said to me and everything, she said, do you know the amount of times in my career I've been told I can't do things? Mm. I think your idea is great. Go with it. That stuck with me from the moment when I doubt myself, I remember that I was told, hang on, you actually do have good ideas and you could do that. So recently I watched Ida in a press conference with Press Club and I watched her school some journalists and I went, and that's why you're good at what you do. <laughs> Uh, so that's one of my paid mentors. Book-wise, I actually think you need to step back for a minute and just find a book that connects with you. It doesn't have to be a particular book. And it might actually be that you read some fiction and you read something like Anna Green Gables or Winnie the Pooh or The Hundred Acre Wood. We've got a little book in here called Tigger's Words of Wisdom, which wow. are literally Tigger's <laughs> Words of Wisdom. Or Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> from Winnie the Pooh. There we go. <laughs> uh, and just have a look at those life lessons. 
some of the best lessons you will get in business actually come from the storybooks you read your kids. Mm. They come from the moments around you and then translating them into something else. So, you know, Think and Grow Rich, yes, it's a great book. (laughs) You know, Seven Successful Habits, they're a great book, but for some people they're really overwhelming. So you don't need to read 100 books. You just need to take the messages that work for you and implement them into something. But, yes, guys, all coaches have paid coaches. 100%. And if they don't, Why would someone pay you if you're not paying someone else? uh, And I I even learned that back in my fitness days. You know, when I was a a fitness trainer, I didn't want to pay another trainer. You know, like, I'm fit. Why would I hire another trainer? You know? Um, And I would struggle to make sales for my boot camp. The yep. second I signed up for another uh, trainer's boot camp, I made so many more sales. Nothing changed. My sales pitch didn't change. I didn't train as a trainer. It was just more congruent because, like, if someone did give the price excuse, oh, 50 bucks a week, that's a lot for, for fitness, isn't it? Well, not really. I paid and I'm a personal trainer. What's your excuse? So I think that's <laughs> an important point there. But, hey, Linda, that's pretty much all I wanted to get through today. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to or <laughs> – Anything you want to finish us off with? Guys, just simplify the process for yourselves. Just that's all you need to do for yourselves and your students. And if you feel the overwhelm, strip some layers back. Mm. Awesome. probably in there. (laughs) Love it. All right, Linda, thank you very much for your time. Thanks.